Somebody came to me and said, Jordan, you have 60 minutes. You can either spend it working on your laptop or you can spend it in meditation. Which one do you think is gonna be more productive? I would take the meditation every single time. And I'm gonna share with you why on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich, and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms, and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Time freedom, location freedom, passive income, and the ability to turn what you love into what you do with an online course or coaching program, it's not too good to be true. And this was a journey that started for me years ago in which I'm laying you the entire roadmap in the upcoming Thrive Accelerator three-day workshop series. It'd be an honor to see you there. You can go to jordanulrich.com forward slash accelerator to grab a free spot. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you why I think meditation is the most productive activity that a human being can do. And this might sound really counterintuitive because you're like, wow, you're just sitting there doing nothing. That sounds really productive. Uh, Let me dive into this. But before I do, one of the most popular episodes that we've had was episode 7 with my friend Megan Hale called Quantum Leaping into Feel Good Money. Now, what would it be like for you to create a year's worth of income in one week? Does that sound too good to be true? And even better, what if you could do it with one offer so you're not scattered all over the place with a bunch of different courses, programs, certifications, all this stuff. Megan is a mastermind when it comes to this framework, right? And she's not paying me to say this, by the way, but what I'm gonna share with you is that Megan's free training that I took in 2021 was better than probably any other paid program that I took through the course of the entire year. And she is running on March 10th, a Quantum Leap Masterclass. And this is just me putting it out there because it honestly is one of the greatest things I have ever attended. And she gives so much value for less than $30. I mean, come on, I can spend $30 at the local coffee shop. If you want to learn how to take one offer one week and turn it into a year of sustainable cash flow, go to meganhale.co forward slash QLM. I will leave a link in the show notes. That is M-E-G-A-N. H-A-L-E dot C-O forward slash Q-L-M. Okay, so why do I think that meditation is the most productive activity that a human can do? You probably think I'm insane, which you're right, but hear me out on this. So if somebody came to me and said, Jordan, you have 60 minutes and you can either work away on your laptop or you can spend it in meditation um, and it has to be productive, I would say... I will take the meditation every single time. And that sounds really bizarre and I understand that. But you have to think about this. In our conscious waking state, 
we are always operating within the limits of the conscious thinking mind, which governs only 5% or less of what we do on a day-to-day basis, right? And we know by now, if you've listened to the show by any for any period of time, you know that I have an obsession with the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind, if you can get it on board with something, it will literally drive you to do it. Now, do we do this with bad things and good things? Of course we do, right? But the subconscious mind is where you hold your beliefs. It's where you hold your self-identity, your self-perception, what you think is possible, okay? And the subconscious mind is not rational. It's not analytical. It's just a set of beliefs and mental programs and mental habits that we have repeated since our programming years in childhood, Then we have our conscious mind, right, which is like our CEO. It's very rational. It likes to make decisions, you know, so on and so forth. It likes to analyze, uh, likes to analyze and calculate a lot of things. And in between the conscious mind, which drives about 5% of what we do and processes roughly uh, 40 bits of information per second, and the subconscious mind, which processes over 20 million bits of information per second, what stands between those two things is the analytical mind, right? So this is why we set goals and they feel great and then we're like, I'm so awesome and then in 48 hours maybe, we look at that goal and we go, that does not sound safe or possible. Let me go back to my old life. Thank you very much. So. In meditation, you are opening the door to the subconscious mind. And as we drop our brainwave state, right, our our conscious waking state is called beta. So we have high, mid, and low level beta. Um, Our our more slightly more suggestible state is alpha, which is, you know, if you're like watching TV, sitting down, relaxing, um, you know, watching a movie, something along those lines. And the door to the subconscious mind is open. A little bit and then we get into theta state which is like four to eight hertz very slow suggestible suggestible that was like my biggest word fumble ever uh slower suggestible brainwave state that's kind of a tongue twister actually and this is where the subconscious mind is open to programming and the reason why we set goals and don't achieve them is because the conscious mind thinks they're cool and fun and the subconscious mind is not on board with them. So the subconscious mind is going to sabotage them every single time because they might go against our beliefs, they might go against our self-perception, or we think that we might have to go through some painful experience to make it happen. And the subconscious mind, you know, the, the brain's job is to always steer you away from pain and or towards pleasure, right? So if you said, you know, let's say you've made $100,000 a year for the last 10 years, you said, this is going to be my first million dollar year. The conscious mind goes, oh my God, let's look at this. I mean, we got Ferraris. Well, maybe, probably not, but but we've got, you know, uh, we'll say it's going to be our first $2 million year. Okay, now we got Ferraris. We got a nice big mansion. We got, uh, you know, all these things. But the subconscious mind goes, whoa, yeah, hang on a sec. I don't know what that would feel like. I don't know what that would be like. And I'd have to sacrifice pretty much everything I have right now. What if I work myself into exhaustion? What if I lose my health? What if all these things? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And then, so it's not on board with it, right? And it also goes against your self-perception of the 100K a year earner. So it's going to find, it's a bit of a trickster and it's going to find ways to steer you clear of this goal that consciously you can fantasize about all day long and unconsciously you're going to keep sabotaging yourself on. So during meditation, 
the door to the subconscious mind is open and the subconscious mind can be reprogrammed. Now, I want to make it very clear that there are many, many forms of meditation. We have Vipassana meditation, we have walking meditation, we have mindfulness meditation. I mean, I could literally go on for the next three hours. But I learned something called uh, the Silva method, which was developed by a man named Jose Silva. Not going to go into it right now, but the premise of this is, and I want you to know this, is that I use meditation Sometimes just to quiet the mind, sometimes just to enter stillness. Um, but I use meditation with a purpose and an intention of using my mind. So I use meditation to exercise my mind, if you will. So getting yourself into that slow, suggestible brainwave state, done it so many times that it just becomes like second nature. And even if you're like totally stressed when you sit down for your meditation, I mean, it's not long before you're in like total bliss, right? But the reason why I say that meditation is more productive than working is because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between real and imagined. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because it's one of the most important things I've ever learned that I can pass on to you is that your subconscious mind, which governs 95% of what you do, doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining with the pictures in your mind Okay, and what is your reality? And there is so much scientific evidence behind this between, you know, from uh, piano players, you know, one test group is given uh, a week to practice their scales and another test group is given a week to simply rehearse them in their mind. And you would be shocked to know that there was almost identical results and the second group didn't even touch the piano. They just did a mental rehearsal. And if you want to get even crazier with this, uh, I can't give you the whole backstory on this, but because I don't know it and I don't want to give you misinformation, but uh, there was a swimmer that they had done uh, a study on in which he was visualizing and mentally rehearsing the, he, he was visualizing and mentally rehearsing a certain exercise and over a certain period of time, again, I'm kind of, you know, paraphrasing this a little bit, but uh, they had actually shown that his body had an ability to grow muscle mass, <laughs> to grow muscle mass through visualization alone because the muscle thought it was being exercised. Okay, so if you don't think there's any connection between your mind and your body, I don't know what else would give you this. Uh, you know, paint a clearer picture. And if you look at the most successful people in history in across all areas, doesn't matter whether it was Edison, uh, doesn't matter, I mean, Tiger Woods, you know, he, uh, as is my favorite athlete, so I know it's probably, you know, scary, almost a stalker amount uh, about him at this point, but he would, uh, he was given by his, one of his mental coaches when he was a kid, hypnosis tapes that would put him into a hypnotic trance that would help him to achieve his goals faster, right? So as a kid, you know, he went to a coach that knew the importance of programming the subconscious mind, and it's worked pretty well for him so far. Uh, obviously, he works, you know, exceptionally hard at what he does, so I'm not just saying that he, you know, meditated his way to, like, one of the greatest athletes in the world, but uh, he also, you know, in, in his adult life, attributes, you know, mental rehearsal and visualization as one of the key components for his results. Uh, LeBron James, you know, has has stated this many, many times. And people like Beyonce, people like Oprah, uh, Jim Carrey, if you want a very powerful example of this, Jim Carrey, while he was flat broke, 
no money, wrote himself a check for three uh, for ten million dollars and post dated it three years later. This is when he had no money. He would look at this check and he would mentally rehearse what it would be like to have the ten million dollars, and how much did he make? On his first big contract with Dumb and Dumber, yes, the answer was, drumroll, it was $10 million, right? So I'm not like, this is not a new idea, right? But when you get into meditation and you are start doing mental rehearsal, something very interesting takes place, okay? And what takes place is when you start to mentally rehearse your future, because your body does not know your subconscious mind, does not know the difference between what is real and what's imagined, what happens is that you are teaching your body, you are teaching your mind mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you're even signaling biochemical changes in your body by visualizing what you want. So, if I'm always operating within the limits of my conscious mind and I'm always quote unquote working, I mean, you would ask me this a few years ago, I'd be like, give me the hour on my laptop, I'll burn myself out, I will uh, tweak the font on my website and then I'll feel really good about myself because I was busy for 60 minutes, right? But the the when the door to the subconscious mind is open and you can start to play these movies in your head, you're signaling biochemical change in your body, you're teaching your body what the future looks like. You're expressing all the emotions, gratitude, appreciation, fulfillment, accomplishment, joy. You are showing your body what the future looks and feels like. And if you go back to the work of someone like Neville Goddard, right? In The Feeling is the Secret, he talks about how, you know, yes, our thoughts control a lot, but the feeling is what's really dictating everything in our lives. So it's one thing to think, oh yeah, the $2 million a year, yeah, the Ferrari, cool, 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 cool. And then the subconscious mind is like, yeah, keep on wishing, right? But the reason why we don't stick to our goals too is we don't even know what it would feel like to achieve them. So when you show your mind over and over and over and over again what you want, the subconscious mind is guaranteed going to build you the roadmap to get there. I've had a very dedicated meditation practice for years now, and I know when I get astray from it, when I start to neglect it, and I just got into one of these patterns, and this is when I get into pushing mode and hustling mode, and then I get into meditation, a really, really deep meditation, and I'm instantly reminded, whoa, this is way more productive than hustling. Now, does this happen on your first day of meditating? No, of course not, right? Uh, this is like years and hundreds, if not thousands of hours spent in complete stillness, right? So just understand that this is not something you might just like hop into right away. But in time, when you learn to master this, you can learn to master anything. And the crazy thing is too, if you're going in a, in a turbulent, you know, time of your life, I mean, I won't lie, like I kind of am right now, right? So... Um, there's a lot of things that I haven't dealt with or a lot of things I haven't figured out. There's, you know, there's just a lot of things right now. And, and then, you know, when I have my kids, it's like their needs become, you know, they come before mine. So I can be thinking about all the things I have to do, but my mind has to be focused on not, you know, burning their dinner. So there is a lot going on right now. So if you're in a time of, you know, transition, you're in a time of growth, you're in a challenging time, maybe you 
are having a, a struggle, you know, financially or in your relationship or whatever it is, getting out of that fear state. You know, people often say, I just want to make enough money so I don't have to worry, right? But actually getting out of the worry state is what's going to get you where you want to go because you're able to use your mind more effectively. So just kind of understanding that, you know, stop working so hard, right? <laughs> because you're, you're, when you're working so hard, you're pushing the boulder up the hill. But as soon as you slip into the subconscious and start to show it, you know, the future, man, I mean, crazy things just start to happen. And sometimes we think that like, oh man, when I figure all this stuff out, then I'll relax. But it's like, no, if you start to play that movie of the end result, you get to feel the emotions of the end result in the present moment. And that's what meditation really is, is grounding yourself in the present moment. If you want one example of this, and I have many, 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 and this was one that I just, you know, I, I like to say that like meditation is creation. And I'll just give you a quick example, a real life tangible example. So you're not like, oh, is he great? You know, he's just blowing smoke or something. So uh, when I'd gone through a separation in uh, July 2021, I had, uh, I'm 29 years old. So I, I, you know, moved back into my parents, moved back in with my parents uh, for about seven weeks humbling experience by the way in your adult life and it was just uh, it was just a time in my life when it was like everything was crumbling or so it looked but really everything was coming together and I really took you know it's when I knew I had to let go of my previous business it's when I knew I had to make some big changes it's when I knew I had to take some ownership for a lot of things and it was a very stressful time in my life I mean very among the most challenging times I've ever had in my life. And I would spend hours a day in stillness. I would spend hours a day in meditation. And I didn't plan on living with my parents for seven weeks. I was like, if I could do this in two weeks, it would be good. Um, and was just so deep in the unknown. I mean, no sustainable cash flow, like just everything just fell fell apart right and it was really good thing you know looking back on it now but at the time it's like what the hell is going on and so I wanted to get a house and I'd owned a house you know previously and well I still you know own a portion of a house and so I didn't want to buy a house right away I just wanted to rent for a while so that I could kind of see you know I could get a feel for like what kind of you know house do I want what size of a house do I want is the one that I move into going to be the right you know the right area too big too small so on and so forth but the problem was that vacancy rates were unbelievably low. I mean, something would get listed and it was just like gone immediately. And I knew I didn't want to live in like a, you know, I've got I've got a four-year-old. Now now I have four-year-old and two-year-old. I, I did not want to live in a basement suite <laughs> uh, with, you know, one or two bedrooms. So I knew I wanted to get a real house. And I knew that this was going to be a stretch for me. You know, especially based on what I was earning at the time, so on and so forth. And and it sounds like, you know, feels like a distant life, but this is actually not that long ago. And this is what I would call my first true quantum leap. So anyways, uh, vacancy rates incredibly low. And I was just like really struggling to find a house. And it was like anything that was a three bedroom or four bedroom that would get listed was like, whoa, I mean, it was just gone immediately. So anyways, I sat down in meditation one day and it was like I started to play this movie and I started to say, okay, I, you know, if I'm going to have the house I want, I kind of get really clear on what kind of house do I want. 
And wow, I just started to play this mental movie where I was sitting on a couch and in front of me was this like stone wall with a fireplace. And above that stone wall with a fireplace was a TV. To my right was a beautiful view of, uh, of, of the lake that I live near called Shushwad Lake. Behind me, as I'm sitting on this couch in my meditation, behind me is a room uh, that could be an office. You know, at the time I thought it would be an office. Now it's my bedroom. But anyways, uh, and then to my left was a kitchen. Down the halls, down the hall were two bedrooms for my kids with a master bedroom um, with an ensuite, it, like like with a master bathroom. Which somehow, at the time of this recording, my daughter owns that room, and and I have the one at the other end of the hall. But that's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, I like the view out my window better. She just gets to look at the neighbors, but she doesn't really care. So, anyways, um, it wasn't very long, and. You know, I'm trying to remember exactly what the timeline was. It was less than three weeks. I came out of this meditation and I would go into meditation time after time and I would see a picture of, I I would see a picture of this house and it was just like so clear. It was like in these meditations, it was like I was sitting on the couch, right? So this is pretty crazy. So I came out of meditation one day and I doodled on a notepad. I still have it in my closet. I doodled on a notepad exactly what the floor layout was going to be for this house I was going to get. Again, this is like against all odds, right? Because it's just like this, yeah, odds were really stacked against me. And I drew the floor plan and I showed it to my stepdad and I showed it to my brother and I said, hey, I said, look, I've been having this crazy experience in in these meditations where I... um, you know, I'm sitting in this house. And, and so I came out of my meditation and I said, Hey, you guys, I said, if I get a house that has this floor plan, we are going to know it was because of this conversation. And so I would look at the floor plan and I would visualize the house, visualize the house. So anyways, I'm on Facebook marketplace and, um, I'm on Facebook marketplace and I see a picture of this house and I don't even get to see the inside of the house. Like it was one of the worst Facebook marketplace ads I've ever seen. All it showed was the outside of a duplex, but it said four bedroom, two bath for $2,100 a month. I thought, okay, we could, you know, four, sorry, four bedroom, three bath. I have a bathroom I literally don't use. Um, so anyways, um, I see this ad and I'm like, okay, well, you know, just like every ad, I'd send them a message and $2,100 a month to me at the time that, I mean, that might as well have been, you know, 21,000. Like that was just so outside of what I thought I was capable of, you know, paying each month. And so anyways, I, I send them a message. Hey, you know, I'd love to look at this place. And they say, great, we'll schedule it for a, uh, for a Sunday. So I thought, okay, perfect, got it scheduled for Sunday, uh, you know, going to go see this house and super excited about it. Again, have not seen the inside, just going to drive and have a peek on a whim. It was one of the few people that got back to me and said, oh, you know, it's still available because that was like a miracle in and of itself. So anyways, I'm driving to, uh, sorry, no, they scheduled for a Sunday. I get a call on Saturday. Uh, the day prior, and I'm in a town visiting my parents, well, visiting slash living with, and I'm a 90-minute drive away, and it is 10.20 in the morning, and she calls and says, hey, we have a change of plans, 
the only time we can do the showing today, the only time we can do the showing is not tomorrow, it's today at noon. And if anybody has kids, you know how freaking long it takes to pack children up to hit the road. So this is an hour and 40 minutes, and I'm an hour and 30 minutes drive time away. I was changing my son's diaper, and I said, kids, get in the car, we're gone. We packed up miraculously, uh, usually this takes me about an hour, miraculously 10 minutes, we're on the road, I grabbed them a smoothie on the way, and we get to this house, and I walk in the front door, and I go up the stairs, and I mean, I probably don't have to tell you this, but there's a stone wall with a fireplace, she tells me that this is where the TV usually goes, and I was already like, I know, I've been here, and... To my right, there's a beautiful view of Shushwap Lake with a patio. Uh, to my left is the kitchen. Down the hall is two bedrooms. One of them has a master bathroom, you know, the ensuite, all the things. Um, to, to the other side of the room is, is the, you know, the lake view with where I originally had an office. And it was like I had stepped back into my meditation, but now I was there in physical form. And they talk about the law of attraction, right? I mean, I don't know a better example than this. And I had just mentally rehearsed this so many times, but I still had to get the house. And I'm like, come on, you know, what are the odds I'm actually going to get this place? Uh, so I meet with a lady. I mean, I still talk to her once in a while. It's super, super nice. I mean, great people. And I'm just walking through this house like, wow, this would be the bomb. I mean, this place would be like the real cats me off. I could live here because this is the same place I've seen in these meditations. And um, I get a call two days later and my heart's just racing, right? And she says, hey, you know, I, I know you're, you know, you're single dad, young family, you know, two kids. Uh, we've narrowed it down to yourself and one other family. All I want to know is I want to make sure you're not going to sublet any of the rooms. So meaning like I'm not going to rent the house and then rent out the rooms to other people. And I'm like, no, I mean, no, I have, I have two kids. Like those are the only people that live with me and they're with me half the time. So another 24 hours goes by and, uh, and I get a call and I'm out for dinner and she says, uh, no, sorry, I was out for dinner when I got the first call. Next day I get a call. And she's like, hey, Jordan, it's Shelly. Uh, sorry, Shelly, if you're, if you're listening to this, I hope you don't mind if I share your name. <laughs> and she's like, we've decided to, you know, to choose you. And I was just like, I mean, my body just felt electric. It still does, actually. When I tell this story, like, hair stands up on the back of my neck. And I moved into the house. And not only, you know, I knew I got the house, I didn't know, I, I knew that I also had very few belongings. So I moved in here with a folding card table and four folding chairs, a blow-up mattress that I slept on with my daughter for the first couple of weeks we were here, and a pack-and-play crib for my son, and that was literally it. Didn't have a fork, didn't have, uh, my daughter wanted Alphagetti, okay, great, I, was, I think I went and did like a $600 grocery shop. Uh, she's like, I want alphagetti. I'm like, okay, great. Oh, don't have a can opener. Bought some sweet potatoes. That's great if you have a potato peeler, right? And <laughs> really hard to peel, uh, peel potatoes with a knife. So anyways, what I learned in this though is that is that during these periods of mental rehearsal and during these periods of meditation and, and putting yourself into those deep trance, 
you are programming your subconscious mind for what you want and you're showing it what you want to have, right? And you're turning on that part of your brain called the reticular activating system that is your heat-seeking missile. And when this thing is flipped on for what you want, I mean, magic happens. And the other thing that I learned is sometimes you have to let go and sometimes you have to surrender and know that you are doing your best and that there is an intelligence greater than you, whether you call it God or spirit or the universe or divine intelligence, infinite intelligence. I mean, you you can't get wet from the word water. So take this as a lesson you know, of, of manifesting the house. And this is one of many, 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 many stories that I could go on, but uh, it's late. It's time for me to go to bed. But this is why I do believe that meditation is more productive than anything we can do when you know what you're doing and you know how to get into that operating system and start to program the subconscious mind. I have nothing more for you today but if you've made it this far i would just like to say thank you so much for stopping in i plan on making this a 10 minute episode thank you so much for stopping in for listening i would be so honored if you'd go down leave a rating leave a review and i look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode of the authentic success podcast Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanolrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.